0: Today's episode of Locked On Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you get 20% off your next order. Welcome to Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Happy Monday and welcome to Locked. On women's basketball, I'm Gabe Ibrahim. I'm a WNBA analyst, college basketball analyst for uh, Her Hoop Stats. I do this podcast, do a bunch of stuff everywhere. Um, and today I'm flying solo. Not, I'll have I'll have my babe with me, uh, Amy Albert, Uh, She is busy doing her Raptors nine oh five coverage, and I'm in a place that has. Like no internet, which is amazing that that is still possible in America, but that's where we are in this country. So I'm going to fly solo today and do a little bit of WNBA free agency analysis. If you want to catch the rest of my WNBA free agency analysis, please go to herhoopstats.substack.com. I have a few articles up, up there. You can also find me on my substack talking about WNBA free agency and history. Ball and order at subsac.com. And you can just follow me on Twitter at Gabe underscore Ibrahim to get all of the news there. Make sure you follow this podcast at locked on WBBB to get all the news about this here podcast. Because again, as I always say, we're not the only hosts on this podcast feed. We have three great hosts in Howard Magdell and Erica Ayala and myself and Amy. It's a great podcast. So just make sure you follow us on all the social media. Also, make sure you subscribe to our podcast feed on whatever your favorite podcast app is. But today, the thing I want to talk about is every WNBA team's best value move in this free agency period. When I say best value move, I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, the best player that a team got. What I'm talking about is the one that makes the most sense for their salary cap or the best use of trade assets. Or someone who they probably got on an under market deal to make um, to make that make sense. So it's not like you know let's let's use a team like New York. New York got really good, but to say that a max a four year max contract for Natasha Howard or a three year max contract for Nigelate needs a good value doesn't really make sense because that's the maximum they could get. So you don't get any value out of that. So we're looking for moves that are a little bit under the full market price of a player. E learn terms of trades or their contract value. I hope that makes sense. If not, it will while we talk. And I'm going to put myself on a two-minute and 30-second timer for each of these teams to make sure that everyone gets at least uh, enough time to be talked about. All right, let's start with the Atlanta Dream. And the signing that I want to talk about here is Tiana Hawkins. She got a two-year contract starting at $140,000, goes up by 3% in the next year. And it's unprotected that's a big deal because you're getting a player in Tiana Hawkins with almost no downside because you can just, if, if it doesn't work out or if you find a better option or if something else pops up, you can cut her without any hassle and you get her at a pretty good rate. Maybe it's a little bit of an overpay, but that unprotected protects you on the other side of it. I just think Tiana is a great player for a team searching for players that can produce without the ball in their hands. Atlanta has Three great guards, but they all need the ball in their hands a lot. Elizabeth Williams needs needs the ball in her hands. Cheyenne Parker needs the ball in her hands. Tiana Hawkins doesn't. She can be your three and D, and she can produce in a way that she did in D.C., I think is going to be replicable in Atlanta. When she, at her peak in 2019, when she was with all these great players around her and all these players who had the ball in her hands all the time, she had one of the best player uh, efficiency ratings in the league at 23.5. And she scored 1.26 points per shooting attempt in that season. She's a great rebounder as well. I also think she's a really good fit for a locker room that's looking to grow, looking to actually make shots, looking to stay healthy. Like I, I think she's just a great fit for the culture there. And if it doesn't work out, like I said, you just move on. So I really, I really enjoy that move. I think um Cheyenne Parker is probably gonna have the biggest impact of anyone that got in free agency this year. But Tiana Hawkins is a great value for that organization. I hope it works out for both of them. So that unprotected status doesn't come in, and they'll be saying that $140,000 is a steal for a player of her caliber. Let's move on to the Chicago Sky. So we've talked a lot about Candace Parker, obviously. Um, When you talk about max players like a Candace Parker, or if you want to use an NBA analogy of LeBron James, like their maximum salary can never replicate their value to an organization. So yes, in that way, it is a valuable thing. But I want to talk about Azrae because I think her uh, extension is a fantastic deal for this team. One year, $140,000 with protection for next year. But that's way below market for a who's probably going to be your starting four. And going forward, it's going to be a huge piece of your organization. Obviously, there's a risk due to her injury history, but the upside is amazing considering how good she can be and the fact that the rest of this team outside of Candace Parker is free agents. So to lock her up is is a fantastic move, especially when she's coming off injury. That's a really great value move. And, you know, I think for for Azra, it makes sense to take that because of her injury history. So both both the player and the team. Get a pretty good deal here. Um, but you look at what she did last year before she got hurt. I mean, fantastic stuff. She was one of the most efficient scorers in the league. A terrifying presence at the rim with a 5.3 block rate, which landed her in the 90th percentile of that stat. Man, she's going to fit so well next to uh, Candace Parker. And when if Candace needs to sit or rest, you know, she can play the five. She can play the four. She is just a great fit there. And I'm really, really excited for them to get that deal and lock her in for the next year. Because, frankly, if you told me that an unrestricted free agency next year, as Ray Stevens got a max contract, I would not be surprised. So good for her. Good for the team. Um, I think that's going to be that's going to that's going to really work out. For both sides, hopefully crossing my fingers that she does not get hurt. Moving on. We're gonna go we're, we're gonna go up north. Well, I guess it's not north. Is Chicago north of Connecticut? I'm not good at geography, but we're moving to Connecticut to talk about the sun. And Brianna Jones, Brie Jones last year was the starting center for this team. She really took a step forward uh in her fourth year, and this was by far the biggest role she had. And now, this offseason as a restricted free agent, Connecticut got a really great bang for their buck in free agency since she signed a two-year 120000 dollars protected deal. No, and, and there is none. No 2020 WNBA free agent who played more than 25 minutes is making less than Bree Jones. And this season, she again projects to be the team's starting center with Alyssa Thomas out, depending on how you consider John Quill Jones center for. She's probably going to play most of the four. Um, but I, I think last year she showed that she can be a starter in this league. She was had the most efficient year of her career last year by far. She, had, uh, she just lived at the rim. She had the second most shot attempts in the restricted area last season on a team that got the most shots in the restricted area last year she does create some spacing issues since she basically only shoots at the rim. And I will say that she does need to shoot a little bit higher percentage at the rim to be truly, um, extremely valuable there. But let's say your worst case scenario here, right? Is okay. This year it doesn't work out. You know, she creates spacing issues. John Quell's not, doesn't, she needs to be at the rim too. You know, we have all these spacing issues. Well, guess what? You slot her back in to being a backup center and that's still a great deal at $120,000 over the next 2 years. I mean, I think it's it's a tremendous deal. Um I get it from Bree Jones's perspective because she's a restricted free agent and, you know, it, there there's only so much you could do by accepting a qualifying offer. So I, I get it from her end, but I think it's a great deal for Connecticut and I'm excited to see where they go as well and I know I'm being positive in this podcast but guess what guys it's a Monday times have been tough let's just be positive as we head into our first break bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports actions football may be over kind of there's still FCS football that you can bet on on bet online but the NBA, college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. The site, unfortunately, does not have uh, everyday women's basketball, women's college basketball betting. Uh, I, I'm going to keep saying that until they put it on the website. I think during March Madness, that's probably going to change. But for now, you can bet on the NBA. You can bet on men's college basketball. You can tell bet on the NHL you can bet on SCS games you can bet on award shows TV shows and reality TV there's real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best place to place your bets and it's a, it's free to sign up Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sports betting experts make sure you use that promo code locked on to make sure that you know that they came that you came from us Welcome back to Locked On Women's Basketball still talking about the best value moves for each teams free agency we've already done the dream the sky and the sun and now we're moving on to the dallas wings um and let's let's talk about uh the clear winner for best value move of all of free agency potentially of all time getting the number one pick for katie lou samuelson is an absolute steal as i've said a few times like you don't even Hear the rest of the conversation when someone calls you and offers you the number one pick for Katie Lou Samuelson. They say, "Do you want the number one pick for Katie?" Yes, yes, we do, a hundred percent. You, we, we will miss you very much, Katie. The reason I like this, even though they this team has so much draft capital, I've talked about, and there's a lot of people have talked about how much stuff they have to do now because they just have they already have twelve players in the contract, and they now they have four first-round picks and one pick early in the second round. So they're they going to have to do some stuff here, but I just think it allows your team so many more options at the draft, and I want to talk about them. I want to talk about each of those options. Um, so let's start by the fact that they can just draft a player that helps them now with number one, use number two on Awakunir, Kunir, uh, and stash her overseas for a year. If she's cool with that, then that works out great because now you don't have to cut another player and then you have a great player waiting overseas and you have a player that can help you immediately right now. With the rest of those draft assets, or even number two, because you have number one, two, five, and seven, you can use them to act as a buyer on the trade market. You can try to go after a Neko or Brittany Griner. I think both those likelihoods are, I think both those things are really super unlikely to happen, but sure, why not? Go give them a call. I would also be calling uh, Atlanta to see how they feel about Elizabeth Williams. They just signed Cheyenne Parker, so maybe there's a deal there to be had with. 5 or 7. I'd also really try to pry Natasha Cloud from DC. This is an extended contract negotiation going on in DC. And I, I think you you would love to get Natasha Cloud next to Enrique Gumbwa. She'd be perfect. So it makes you a big game hunter on the market. You could also use those first rounders to get off contracts you don't want, like as to Door or Isabel Harrison. I don't think those players are bad enough to command uh, you know, a top, the number one or number two pick attached with them for another team to take. But uh, if you need to get off it, you can get off those players. And I, I think it would make a lot of sense for another team to take a shot at them and also get a first-round pick. Another option is turning these first into future firsts if another team falls in love with someone during the draft. If another team sees someone falling to five or seven that they really love, they may give you a future first or future first, plural, to kind of preserve that asset and, and keep them out, you know? Uh, and then the worst-case scenario here is you have way more young talent than you can possibly use. And that to me, like among problems, I'd rather have that problem. So Dallas uh, making potentially the best move on the market. Let, let's move to a team who did not make the best move on the market. Certainly uh, Indiana. I'm going to go with signing Jessica Breland. Is their best move? Uh, well, not their best move. Best value move uh, for each for this team. There's not a ton to like from a value perspective. As much as I enjoy Daniel Robinson and Jontel Lavender, I've talked about it enough about what it means for their future and why those contracts are not good value. But Breland's actually a good value. You get her on a one-year deal. It's a little rich, right, $145,000. That's a little rich, but when you look at the, the profile of this team, they're rebuilding. They have a lot of young talent that's cheap. So now is a time to splurge on people for a one-year deal not a three-year deal, but on a one-year deal. And Jessica Breland's going to be great for that locker room. She's going to be great to teach the young players how to uh, play in this league and considering the availability concerns in their front court with Lauren Cox and Tierra McCowan. I think she could play a lot. And like I said, be a leader in the locker room. I think she's going to bring some defensive intensity that's going to help out. And she's a little bit more switchy to allow them to try out some different things, which could tell you more about your guards going forward. And I think that's a pretty big deal. So there's Breland, Good value. Uh, Lavender and Robinson, nice players. Bad value. Um, Indiana is just, there. a lot of stuff to say on Indiana. Moving on, though, moving on. Let's move to someone who I think is sneakily, very sneakily, an absolutely amazing signing. Las Vegas getting Raquana Williams. So they got her on a really cheap deal. One year, unprotected for $91,250. And this is one of the best microwave scores in WNBA history. She's one of two players in WNBA history to score 50 points or more. The other one happens to be on this team. Well, kind of, she's cored. Liz Cambage is on this team. So those two players are now together. And I think this is just a tremendous like bench signing for Vegas because she could alleviate the single greatest thing, the single biggest thing that anyone talks about with this team is there lack of three-point shooting? Well, guess what? Raquana Williams is one of four players to shoot at least 37% on at least 100 three-point attempts in three of the last four years. The other three are Shaquina Strickland, Jewel Lloyd, and Alley Quigley. All of them way more expensive than Raquana Williams. Bebe from the U. I'm really sad that Amy is not here to talk more about Bebe because we both went to school with her. Um, but... Well, actually, Amy didn't go to Amy. Amy graduated way before, but we were all at the same the same time. Doesn't matter. Uh, I just think Raquana is going to be the bench player that the aces are missing because they didn't have a bench player who could create a shot for herself. Jackie Young's really good at creating shot for others and getting to the rim. However, when the team shuts that off, she's kind of she can't do that. Now Jackie Young off the bench, if we're running with a full bench unit, Jackie Young can pass out to Raquana Williams. Raquana Williams can also just get her own shot and, and get a bucket for herself. I think it's a great signing. I think that could be something that we look back on if this team wins a championship as a really big moment in their season. And now let's move on. Moving a little slow. My timing thing was is not been great. I'm sorry about this, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because this one's going to be short. This is just a really easy choice. Brittany Sykes, her great contract with the Los Angeles uh, Sparks is their best value move of their offseason, right? Sykes coming off the best season of her career where she was very efficient offensively, which she had not been in Atlanta, and made all defensive uh, second team. Maybe it's a little bit of an oversell there, but you know I still think she was tremendous defensively, and she took a two-year deal starting at one hundred and ten thousand dollars, which in and, in and of itself is a massive underpay for a talent like hers. Especially when you look at a player like Alicia Gray, who got upwards of one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And yes, Alicia Gray is probably better than Brittany Sykes, but still, like that's that's a big difference in in our salary cap world here. More importantly, this deal is unprotected. So this is like a double whammy because it frees up cap space for LA and it frees up a protection contract slot for future free agents. I'm guessing, I, I mean, I don't know. I have no clue. This is not insider information, but there has to be some sort of sweeteners here that we don't know about because that number is shockingly low. Maybe there's like a time off bonus. Maybe there's some marketing promises. Um, I don't know, but there, there has to be something going on uh, because that deal is just way too low for a player of Brittany Sykes' caliber. Great get for LA. And I, I think she's going to do really well there. And, you know, maybe she creates more value in the future. Maybe that's a payoff for her going forward. All right, let's move on to uh, let's move on to the Minnesota Lynx. This one's tough for me. This th- this was really tough to pick one here for the Minnesota Lynx because um, I like the demiris extension, but that doesn't count for this offseason. The three big free agents that they got were all on max contracts, except for Natalie Echanwa, who I would say is, if anything, is a, is a bit of an overpay. I would say it's probably a fair deal, honestly, on both sides. But um, so I'm going with a kind of surprising thing for, I think, a lot of people on Twitter. The Odyssey sim trade. I thought that was a good bit of business. Uh, the Sims trade, obviously, in a vacuum is not good, but life doesn't exist in the vacuum. So here's the trade details. It's Sims, a 2022 first, a 22 third in the rights to Timmy fag for to Indiana for their 2022 second round pick. So the Lynx had to trade Sims in order to bring in Aerial Powers on to protect the contract. There was no other reasonable option, and every team in the league knew it. So Cheryl Reeves' back's against the wall. I don't think a lot of teams in the league like Cheryl Reeve. I'm just going to say that because she's won too much. You do the teams get jealous and Cheryl Reeve has a lot of rigs. So I'm guessing it was, it was going to be a tough negotiation for her. I wrote about that um, a, a couple weeks ago and I think she came out okay because they only traded down a few picks in next year's draft by giving up their first for Indiana second. That's like max of five to eight spots in the draft. Now giving up uh temi fag benley's rights is tough but it seems unlikely that she was going to come to the WNBA in play soon and it might have been the case that minnesota just didn't have a spot for her going forward so um i think the odyssey sims trade went about as well as you could as it could from a value perspective for the minnesota Lynx, and um i'm just like kind of still scratching my head as to why indiana Waved her. Uh, I I hope Sim's gonna end up somewhere, and she's gonna surprise people and and make a big, well, maybe not a big impact, but she's gonna make an impact more so than uh, a team that's rebuilding cutting her. All right, let's move on to New York before uh, we take a quick break. Uh, let's look. Let, I'm picking Sammy Whitcomb's trade and contract. As I mentioned at the top, it's hard to pick someone with New York because they're not a team that got value. They're a team that got much better, but the contracts they gave out weren't value contracts, right? Like they gave out massive deals to Laney and and Natasha Howard, which I agree with. That's a conversation for a different day, not for this particular podcast. But Whitcomb, Wickham, so Whitcomb's uh contract is two years protected $150,350. Both years they had to trade the rights to Stephanie Talbot at the same time at in that trade for Wickham. Um I think that's probably about the right value, Uh, you know. I'm guessing that's about the right value for her. But she is super efficient. It's hard to find a player that's more efficient than Sam Wickham. She finished in the 90th percentile on offensive points per possession last year, according to Synergy Sports. She was also, like, sneaky good on defense, and she will work her ass off on that end. I think when you have a player who maybe doesn't have – the defensive skill set of a really good defender, but will work their ass off. You can you can you can do some stuff with that. And she's a really perfect player for her spot in Walt Hopkins system. She may even start at the two, depending on what happens elsewhere in, in their uh system. And man, she's gonna drain a lot of open looks from Sabrina Nescu and Natasha Howard. I think you know we could be in for a little bit of a step back since she's not playing with you know four of four great players at the same time or five great players at the time, or four other players great players at the same time. But uh, I think Sammy's a great value pickup there. Honestly, she kind of wins by default. But uh, that's New York. We have three teams left for our final segment, and I'll be right back for that. Here to tell you about Built Bar. It's the best-tasting protein bar ever. Man, I wish Amy was here. I've said that a couple times in this podcast. She's the one who really enjoys all of the Built Bar products at all times because she is an athlete, and I am not, not only are they great tasting, they are healthy for you. They're great if you're trying to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. Um, they have amazing flavors that I've had the fantastic opportunity to try because uh, Belt Bar sends me um, treats at times. They also have this new one that's like crispy. It's very good. I like a little crisp in my bar. So for me, it's been a big boon. But yeah, like I said, most of them, are between 160, 130, 180 calories. So you don't have to feel bad about having these bars because guess what? They're pretty good for you. So go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that promo code locked on for 20% off at BiltBar.com. Make sure you use that promo code locked on so they know you came from us. Let's continue our chat or I guess my monologue. This is a monologue about every team's best value move in free agency by talking about the Phoenix Mercury. And I'm starting the clock now. I've moved to two minutes. Uh, Next time I do this, I promise I'll have better timing. But let's talk about Phoenix because I'm going with Kia Vaughn as their best value move. Again, this is a team that didn't get great value. Despite getting better, I think they got better, but I don't think they got great value because they gave up a first round pick each for Megan Walker and for Kia Nurse. And I think that's a bit of an overpay for both of them. Uh, Kia Nurse is on an expiring deal. I still think she's gonna be very good despite her bad year last year. but she is on an expiring deal, so they gave up a first-round pick for her. And Megan Walker was just a first-round pick and had a bad year, so you'd assume her value would be a little bit lower than giving up a first-round pick for her. Um, it's not a bad move, I'm just saying, like, from a value perspective, asset management perspective, it- it's not the best. Bond, though, uh, she got a $100, 000, excuse me, $110,000 unprotected deal. Um, and she's, you know a very solid backup center. She started at times last year. She shot a lot of mid rangers, but actually shot decently well from there. So there is a little bit of a pop threat. If you're if she's doing a horns action with, say, Brian Turner or Britt Griner, um, you know, it, it, like I mentioned. For um, for Chicago, uh, excuse me, for Brianna Jones in Connecticut. If you get a backup center at that price, I think it's pretty good. So I'm going to go with her as the best value move there. Not that Phoenix made many value moves. Not that they're a value franchise. They don't need to be. They have Diana Taurasi. So if they're going for it this year, good for them. I hope it all goes well. Um, and I like Vaughn though. So we'll go Vaughn there for Phoenix. Moving on to, we're going to stay on the on the West Coast. We're going to talk about the Seattle Storm. Um, this is possibly the team that got the least value on the market. Uh, I really, really struggle to think of a move here that is... It is a value move. I don't and, and obviously, you know, losing people is a move and those are not good ones for them. But I think they recovered decently, but it, you know, giving up the number one pick for Kayla Samuelson, not great. Um, I picked that kind of put question marks by these. Makia Herbert Harrigan. Uh, they got her for the 2022 Phoenix first round pick. Personally, I'd rather have Phoenix's first round pick next year in what's supposed to be a really strong draft. We don't know how Phoenix is gonna be. Things have kind of imploded for them in the past. So I would rather keep uh that first round pick for next year. And there may have been a better way to use this asset than getting Kiki, but still I like Kiki, and I think you know, in in, in a vacuum, like you needed someone to help you this year, and that first round pick was gonna help you this year because you need uh, Stewie to sign an extension. So if that gets Stewie even five percent closer to signing extension, you make the move. I think Kiki is actually has a lot of um potential, and hopefully some of that potential is realized this season in Seattle. We'll see that. I, I still think there was a better way to use that asset, possible by getting a more established player. Um, the other one I have a question mark by is getting Talbot for Whitcomb. Whitcomb is probably out the door anyways, and you know, it it. I guess you get some value out of a restricted free agent. uh, But it's only a good deal if Talbot plays and she hasn't played. Uh, The best value for Seattle in free agency will be if Brianna Stewart signs an extension. Even if that's at like the super duper max price, there is literally no way, like I mentioned at the top with LeBron or or with any of these players that are at the top here, uh, there's no way to replicate their value in a market where they're. Uh, contracts are limited to a certain maximum. Last team here who made my favorite move in free agency, probably because if everything goes well, I'll be in the locker room getting to talk to some of these people. Washington, Mystics, my my best value move for them is Alicia Clark. I think they got two really good deals with Clark, uh, signing for two years at $183,000, protected and Latoya Sanders signing a one-year unprotected deal worth $117,000. We'll see what happens with Natasha Cloud and Emma Mieserman. Um, we'll, we'll have to figure that out later. But in terms of value, those two moves are fantastic. I think Clark's an above-max player in our Her Hoop Stats mock for agency. She got, I think, like $205,000 protected over three years, um, at, at which I think was completely fair and even maybe possibly an even lower – a. a underpay for her Um, but Clark like there is no one that does the little things related to winning more than her there's no one that can blow up a play like Alicia Clark there's I I can't think of a player in this league that could fit into the culture that DC wants more perfectly than Alicia Clark I, I just love that move If you want a couple stats for how good she's going to fit in this team that loves to shoot and be efficient, she led the league in points per shooting attempts uh, last season, 1.39. That's the third best mark in league history for players uh, playing at least 20 minutes per game. She is also one of five players in WNBA history to finish with an effective field goal percentage of over 65% on at least 140 field goal attempts That's insane, man, that's insane. She shot 50% from the field, from three last season. That's crazy. By the way, Nekka Gumake in 2016 is on both those lists. That's something I'm gonna need to talk about at a different time on some other platform to talk about how crazy that season was. But to get her on a significant discount from even the regular Max is a massive, massive win from a value perspective for Washington. Absolutely love the deal. Uh, I wanted to be positive today. I think I was, I hope I didn't get too negative on Seattle and Phoenix because we have plenty of time to be negative when things go poorly later. Uh, but it's been a rough year, so I want it to be positive. So I hope you guys enjoyed this look at each WNBA team's best value move. Um, and we will be back hopefully next week with me and Amy together, the Miami Mondays crew coming back together. Um, Regardless, though, make sure you keep it locked to Locked On Women's Basketball, where you'll hear Eric Ayala tomorrow. And Thursday, you'll hear Howard McDell on Friday with your big Friday interview. Make sure to check me out on Twitter at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. And subscribe to uh, the Her Hoops, Her Hoops Stats uh, Substack newsletter where I write and where a bunch of other great people write. And you'll find out with some great information. And you can go on my personal Substack, com. We have a podcast where we do History and, and a bunch of other stuff where I'll probably talk about NECA's 2016 season at some point. So, y'all have a great day, and we'll talk to you very soon.